So I honestly just really want a tattoo owned by Taylor Swift on my forehead. I can see that happening. Welcome to the Tuesday Wine Club. Didn't think you'd hear from us so soon, did you? Surprise, bitch. I've never said that in my life. <laughs> so the reason we're blessing you on a Saturday is because our favorite 31-year-old Taylor Allison Swift decided to bless us on the 9th of April with her remastered version of Fearless. Please join us as we dive into some of our favorite songs. Um, I have top five weed has comparisons. Um, the bonus vault tracks, which nobody was expecting. And our earliest memories, Head First, Fearless. Okay, we before we start any of this, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How old were you or what is your first memory of listening to the OG Fearless album? Um, my oldest memory is at the end of 2008, halfway through class 7. I had just gotten about like 19 on 100 in the math test. I was very upset. At that time, VH1 was a thing that everyone used to watch. And so I put on VH1, just feeling very bad about myself. And White Horse came on, the music video. And I mean, at that point, it was just sort of like a video that I sort of really enjoyed watching and didn't think too much of. Um, because at that point, I was like, who is this new rando? Right now, I'm all about Lady Gaga. But yeah, no, that that's my first memory. And then obviously, Love Story took over. And But I think when I fully registered Fearless as an album was after, call me basic, but it was after the 2009 VMAs when, say, my interest in Taylor went up by 100 and then stayed at 100 forever. Mm. What about you? Tell me your first fearless memory. I don't remember the year. It could have been, it's possible it could have been like after 2008, even maybe 2009, because probably this was in 2009 because I... Like, I, I remember it so vividly that I was in my room and, you know, it's one of those things that... I think it was in the summer. I th- yeah, I think it was in the summer that, you know, because it's some, it's like summer holiday yeah. season, you get to stay awake a little yeah, later because yeah. it's not a school night. And I remember um, me in on my laptop in the dark and I was, and I had like decided, okay, cool, I'm going to sleep now, whatever. But I said, you know, when you go down that like, yeah. YouTube rabbit hole. So that's what happened. And I came across the Love Story music video and I was hooked. And at the same time, when I listened to that, my dad was in the UK for, for work. And I called him up and I said, whenever I spoke to him next, I said, listen, there's a CD. You can find it in the regular boots. I think yeah. I don't know, like HMV. And um, I need you to bring it for me. And I think by that time, the deluxe, the deluxe, deluxe platinum, deluxe, platinum <laughs> edition. I think, <laughs> I, think by, I, I think by that time, the platinum edition had come out. So he got me the CD and I, I sent you a photo of it when yeah. I found it like some three months ago. And I was obsessed because at that time you could listen to like a CD on repeat until it got like all scratchy. Yeah, no, like after um, after the 2009 VMAs and You Belong With Me, I think was the biggest song in the world at that time. Yeah. Um, Still is for me. <laughs> and I remember buying, um, I, like in my head, I was like, I have to buy this CD. I have to do it. There's no like, yeah. you know two ways about it and begged and pleaded and finally got my mom to buy me the fearless cd but uh, yeah but same i got the, the platinum edition and i also got like did yours also come with like a dvd type thing with like just the compilation yeah, 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 of music yeah. videos 
Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that's what and I would like, do on like any. I think we both probably got the international yeah, 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 covers, not yeah. the not the one where where her, her hair, hair looks like ramen. Yeah, the the one where she's like like looking okay, to her wait, wait, wait. right or whatever. We're getting into this conversation, but I just do want to let the listeners know when you're listening to Fearless Taylor's version, your drinking game for that experience is drink every single time she mentions rain, and. All I can say to you is best of fucking luck. Drink responsibly. That's all we say. Don't, but do what you want to do and don't hold us accountable. I mean, yeah, that's true. Do what you want to do. You um, want to get shit faced on a work night? You go get shit faced on that work night. Okay, that's not the point of this episode. So let's move on. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so I, I don't want to get too heavy into that era of. Uh, of fearless i want to talk more about this one because it's like okay i have to say this i have to kind of get this out when i started listening to the album just as i did the last time i did i i didn't listen to every yeah. song i did skip a few songs and then i came back to them but every single song when i listen to it now has like this memory attached to it like it's so no not just memory it's just so heavy with nostalgia yeah. and like each song yes memory in a way but it's almost like a like like a like a scene gets created because i remember you know what i was thinking at the time i remember like it makes me remember rather um what boy issue i was having and i was like fully existential like yeah oh my god one day i'll find someone <laughs> who loves me full full drama and like i mean i but was still so, though because like yeah love story. but it was it was so um yeah it was nostalgic but also in a way where i was like oh my god like i can relive those those memories without like going through all the traumatic experience it brought with it i was talking to a friend of mine the day it came out and what i was telling her was we were so y- i like we were so young when this i mean we were so young when i first saw you but like we were so young when this when this album came out um and to the point where like i don't think hardcore romance was really even teenage yeah. romance wasn't really a thing yet we were like 12 13 And I don't think I ever like for someone who associates songs with lyrics now, and for someone who especially associates Taylor with lyrics, I don't associate fearless with lyrics. I associate fearless with the sound of the song, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like just hmm. even her si- vocal syllables sort of being put together. Yeah. Because it takes me back to this one, basically just sitting in my room and listening to it, and just sitting and staring at a fucking wall and just listening to this one album on repeat over and over and over and over yeah. again. And it's so it's bizarre the way because it came out at what like nine thirty in the morning for us. I yeah. didn't listen to it till about twelve o'clock. Once I was like properly working in the flow, and I was like, okay, now is the time where I can I can do this and. Oh man, I stopped. I just like I couldn't work for like ten minutes. The moment like fearless, the song fearless opens the album. Like I have to ask you this: when you listen to fearless, did you also get like this like urge to just like scream and shout the lyrics out along with her? I felt that the most with you belong with me. No, no, no. We're not, we're not getting to songs because we. Ha- I I have a whole list that I want to go through. It's not long, but I have I have to go through that list. So we we'll talk about songs in a minute, but. I have to say that you know when you're listening to like if you haven't heard the old version of Fearless if you haven't heard it honestly please don't go looking into Spotify to listen yeah, to the old one need, just we, listen to yeah, the new one we're not giving them money we're not here to try and show you how to differentiate we're not giving someone else money 
um but when you listen to this version and if you've been a listener of the previous version the you you know the the little like notes nuances she's tr- she's made it so sort of effortless to sound like she did back yeah. then but at the same time that little hint of country like twang yeah. wasn't wasn't as prominent but it was so much like I also in a I way. also love that like you know the Oh sorry one last thing the quality Again, you cut me off. the quality I'm sorry but the quality I just I've I've just had all these thoughts in my head in the no, like, last like, like 48 in hours. the early 2000s all, almost every album put out and had this like vocal fry on it that would like sound a little grating or, or rather sounds a little grating to us now but yeah. um number one is that listening to 31 year old taylor swift sing these songs first off it feels romantic in a way because it's like it's it sounds like a slightly older woman also looking back um mm. it's reflective yeah but in addition to that she is now also a trained she's got a trained voice and i feel like over the last few years, I think reputation onwards, she started using her voice almost like an instrument. Like even in, say, I did something bad off reputation, there's that little, which is like her voice, which has been, uh, whatever. The, Auto-tuned, yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever, we don't make music. Um, Engineered, I don't know. <laughs> but like, just... Manipulated. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, look, I, I think that's when she started using her voice as an instrument. And even mm. the little growl in Cruel Summer or like her low notes in Folklore and Evermore. I feel like she's over the last four or five years, she's discovered these different avenues of her voice. And she's using them to her advantage here. Because in, you know, in debut and in the original Fearless, mm. there was a male backing vocal at the back to basically give her voice that yes, support. that's true. That's true, yeah. Do we know who that was? Nathan Chapman, the guy who produced all of her old songs. Oh, okay. But yeah, I love that she can take it on her own now. And what really stood out to me, and I keep bringing this back to You Belong With Me, but in You Belong With Me, she's providing her own backing vocals. And that yes. is so sick. Like, that's such a power move. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. Should we talk about the songs now? Just Let's Because I'm it. itching to... Okay, you start first. Or should, do you want to go one by one? I've got five from the original and two vault songs that I like, that I want to talk about briefly. Um, I w- I'm going to take a different approach to it. Mm-hmm. So you go first. Okay. So Fearless, obviously, because like yeah. I said, I wanted the second she started saying um, in my best dress, Fearless. I was like, oh my God, please. I need to have like a soundproofed room where I can just like throw scream. things, scream, sing with her. Then also White Horse. But this is more like a hormonal, oh emotional moment because you know the line that says, I'm going to find someone someday who might actually treat me well. And then she did. Yeah. <laughs> did you see like, that oh real on Instagram? Not yet. I haven't seen it. But when I when I heard that song and when that like it kind of builds up to that that line, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? But which is such a Taylor lyric, which is right? yeah, which is such a Taylor Taylor move. But when I listened to that, I was like, oh my god, she's so happy. I'm so happy for her. Um, <laughs> that was one. And then um, of course, forever and always. But the piano version. I mean, I I like both, but the piano version kind of just. 
just does something because I you know I'm the opposite no no but you know why I think because folklore and evermore are so fresh in my mind because I honestly yeah. I'm not even ashamed to say this she's put out too much music for me to comprehend I I don't even know all the words to all the evermore I don't think songs. you need to be ashamed we just put up an in- a post on Instagram last week about how tired we are yeah um but anyway coming back to coming back to this I I like how I like how it's almost sort of relaxed. I mean, it is a kind of sad song, but it's almost like yeah. relaxed. And it's like you're saying with her voice. It's it's not as strained. It's not as like yeah. It's she's not, not pushing. Tr- she's not shouting. Yeah, she's yeah. She's not straining her voice to kind of get it to like a like a high octave or decibel yeah. or whatever. Uh, I don't know Can anything about music, so music? so please don't please don't write to me and say you don't know shit. Um, I think it's octave. I've, I yeah. have a feeling it's octave. Like we don't know anything about music. We're just really big Taylor Swift yeah. fans. And the last one, um, like of my like top songs from the album, the original album, has to be "You Belong with Me." I have I, no one second. I should have mentioned this in the beginning. I've been to a Taylor Swift concert. I went uh, to the Reputation Stadium tour. Louise, if you're listening, thank you so much for taking me. Um, don't upset me like this. I'm sorry, but so I was there for the for the the style you belong with me and love story medley and to be in a sea of people just screaming belting. and like belting the lyrics out to you belong with me. Nothing can recreate that moment for me until I go to the next concert. um or i'm in a bar where they're just like playing this music for like a bunch of taylor swift fans and we're yeah. all singing together but that song i mean so i mean it doesn't hold so much power for me in terms of like the lyrics but just the whole energy of that song maybe yeah. it did hold power for me in terms of the lyrics back then but now i'm just like i just want to sk- this is like my catharsis song like when i'm when i'm alone at home when i know nobody's going to be bothered by my like obnoxious singing this is the song i want to scream out I have an interesting anecdote about you belong with me which is that you know it is a fictional song she like the, i mean the she wears short skirts i wear t-shirts the, even the i is a fictional person that she's writing about and it just makes me think about the growth from say the lyrics of this song to the the trilogy in folklore because at the end of the day it is the same thing she is writing from someone else's perspective or she's writing from a made up perspective and I feel like we we sort of prete- not I mean not pretended but we thought she was doing a new thing with folklore where she was stepping outside of her own shoes but I realized this past week that it's actually been in her DNA this entire time even love story was always fictional so it's just yeah she's capable of no I I mean I don't know how fictional it was but she did say she has been saying for the longest time that she was upset that her parents weren't letting her go out with some boy or something so it it's like semi fictional <clears throat> but yeah i understand your point yeah. about how it just it just shows how good of a songwriter she is isn't it because also more more than a songwriter and also writer. how much she has grown as a songwriter and she's so i mean we will like this is not this please this i hope this doesn't come as a surprise to anyone but with the re-recordings coming out hopefully this year we will be getting more into each album whenever if ever that comes out but it's it's such a known fact by now this is we we've had nine albums from this moment she's a brilliant storyteller if anybody yeah. out there knows how to tell a story in 3 minutes it's her it's taylor alison swift it's taylor swift i'm like swifting hard today <laughs> <laughs> okay tell me about the vault track which vault track so oh sorry one last like honorary mention is the way i loved you again just one of those songs you want to scream out but yeah. less like 
catharsis. It's more but like. But also, like going back for a second, I am interested that you like the Forever and Always piano version um, mm-hmm. more than the original because I'm the exact inverse. Because there's something about when she hits that high forever than always in like at the in the last chorus with the drums behind her and i'm not even someone who let's say focuses more mm-hmm. on the music i sometimes listen to terrible sounding songs that have great lyrics that man that that song just hits me i want to run around screaming so it depends on my forever mood like if i if i'm in like a yeah if i'm in like a if i'm in like a like a really peppy mood when i'm like you know it's it's great like i've got a lot of energy then sure the original version is great but then when i when i'm walking or when i'm like when i'm reading i want when something a little, little bit low-key. yeah i want something a little bit mellow um my vault track the first one has to be mr perfectly fine just because for no other reason poor it gives joe me jonas forget poor joe jonas i just feel because, so bad just so because. bad for the man I, okay i'm sorry i have to say this <laughs> the okay no, one second. The, the best thing is his wife is such a swifty. I know. <laughs> so he breaks up with this girl over a 27 second phone call. She puts him on blast on Ellen. She writes a whole album about him. It's the whole thing is a little sad for her. Fast forward 2015. He's dating Gigi Hadid. They're all on a fucking boat in Italy, I think. Hmm. She, Calvin Harris, Gigi and Joe. And they're like, oh, and the whole world is like, oh, my God, Taylor and Joe together taylor and joe friends what is going on fast forward 2020 in invisible string in on folklore there's that one lyric that says um um now i send their babies presents now i send their babies presents yeah and we're like this could have been about no one else except for joe and sophie because he just had a baby yeah and she and she also like made a blanket for for Gigi hadid who funnily enough also just had a baby (laughs) just had a baby so, as far as we know, Taylor and Joe are on great terms. And yeah. I mean, they probably are. Do you think she texts him before? She's like, hey, listen, I wrote this song 12, like 13 I years ago. I have a feeling that that's exactly what she did, which is also why Sophie Turner was also in on it. Mm. I feel like she's probably in regular contact with them. But the poor guy, it reminds me of when, offshoot from Fearless, but like when Jake Gyllenhaal put up a, a picture of himself as a child earlier this year. Yes! And all the... <laughs> All the comments were, um, he used to be a kid with glasses in a twin-size bed. And the comments just took over. Like, Taylor really, she woke up in that, she woke up that morning and she said, I'm choosing violence. Yeah. I'm choosing violence over my exes because I will never go the fuck away. And I fucking love that. That is the petty energy that I am here for. Okay, coming back to why I like this track. More than anything, one, I love every time Jack Antonoff and Taylor Swift work together, which so they've produced the song together. But it gives me such like paper rings vibes. And you know how much I love paper rings. Yeah. So when I started listening, I was like, yes, this is going to be like, like my paper rings version of Fearless. And then last one is because I've been listening to it all day today is That's When. So yeah. this, oh this is God. the track featuring Keith Urban. And it's just, it's again, this one has that like country twang. But then at the same time, I just love like the melodies. I like, I like the lyrics. It's just, it's just like a nice, easy track. Just like cooked dinner too. Like I want, I want a glass of wine in hand. I want like pasta on the stove and just me like vibing to this song. And it's a nice full circle moment because 
her first like touring gig was opening for Keith Urban. Yeah. But I have a bone to pick with her. Okay. Taylor, when we when we feature men, why do they get a verse? And when we feature women, why are they backing vocals? And I don't mean in a just Madden Morris thing. I mean Haim. I mean Colby Calais. Versus Gary Lightbody. Versus Bonnie Ware. And and that's not to say that like Haim, Madden, Colby Calais, that they're not adding anything to the track. So they're adding honestly phenomenal backing vocals as well. And the song isn't going to be what it is without them. Mm. And like ST is a friend of mine. And I do meet her every Tuesday. For um, a glass of wine. For dinner and a glass, glass of wine. Of wine. Fun fact, the name for this podcast came through that song because we were, we had just, I think, fresh off of Evermore and we were just talking, we were like, Esty's a friend of mine, we meet up every Tuesday night for a dinner and a glass of wine because we do talk every Tuesday night. Yeah, we scheduled our podcast meetings to be every Tuesday before we had picked a name. Love it. Love how she's part of our life every single step. When I heard Mr. Perfectly Fine for the first time, I was just like, these lyrics are getting pettier and pettier line <laughs> by line and I am just deeply obsessed with 18 year old Taylor Swift right now because she she just said no I'm going to absolutely destroy this man yeah. held off on the song and then 13 years later is just like nah feels like a good time <laughs> so those are your songs yeah go ahead now what are your songs Um, so I'm gonna quickly like list off the songs that are sort of hating me a lot more this mm-hmm. time around um, but that's not where I'm going with this yeah. I just want to quickly list them off just for the sake of lifting them off there's Jump Then Fall that's just amazing a forever moment for me right there's You're Not Sorry because I just love a song that says you're not sorry like fuck <laughs> off go away yeah. I was telling Sam today in fact that I was <laughs> I was on a walk and I was doing my last round and exhausted and my phone was on shuffle and come in with the rain came on and to anyone looking at me from far away you just see me like walking normally like doing my little brisk walk but my head and my heart is going I will leave the window open for you darling (laughs) just come in with the rain (laughs) but no it's okay so what I wanted to focus on is the early lyric tropes that we saw when Fearless came out that I'm only just picking up on now and I spent a day compa- like just listening listening and reading these lyrics. Hmm. And I have come up with a comprehensive list of lyrics okay. that make a first-time appearance in Fearless, but then come back in other songs through her career. For example, there's You All Over Me. Yeah. It's one of the vault tracks. There's a lyric, No amount of freedom makes you clean. I still got you all over me. Six years later, in 2014, Taylor releases a good old album called 1989. On that album, there is a song called Clean. I think I am finally clean. That's number one. Yeah. And number two is, you're still all over me like a wine-stained dress I can't wear anymore in the same song. I'm obsessed with that song. Okay, no, I have more. <laughs> it's such a journey. Okay, go ahead. Vault What's the song next? number two, Mr. Perfectly Fine. Mm. She goes, Mr. Casually Cruel. May I rem- oh. Can I remind you of My a God. little track five called <laughs> All Too Well? Where she belts out so casually cruel in the, in the name, name of being, of being honest. honest. So I'm like, I'm just picking up on how many times she, like, that. I, I'm going to call them like Taylorisms, the way she uses these words. Yeah. In, in Tell Me Why, there's I took a chance, I took a shot and you might think I'm bulletproof, but I'm not. Yeah. Fast forward to 1989, I know places, 
they take their shots we're bulletproof and you know what we call that guys we call that fucking growth but this okay woman. my last my last one yeah is 2am what is her thing once once what is her, why doesn't she sleep why is she always awake at night i mean i don't sleep either <laughs> yeah but like it's always 2am what is the it's always 2am isn't it and and you know like 3am is a musical trope like there's so many songs named 3am i can think of halsey i can think of haim there's hmm. there's a shit ton of songs called 3am or about 3am that yeah. something that mentions the witch's hour but never but i i don't know i i have I didn't pick up on 2am being a thing till I was re- till I was listening to Fearless again and I noticed and, that it actually makes an appearance count, in Let's de- count them. Have you counted them? Yeah, so there's one in debut. Yes. 2am song. Yeah, 2am driving, driving the, in your truck. Uh, in your truck. Yeah. In there there's the song with Colby Kelly. It's yeah. it's 2am feeling like I just lost a friend. Yeah. Then there's one in the way I loved you. It's 2am and I'm cursing your name. Enchanted. The lingering question kept me up 2am do you love? Yes, okay. Oh, I'm going to listen to all these songs tonight. And there's I Wish You Would in on 1989. It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. in your car, windows yes. down, you pass my street, the memories start. The memories start. start. Oh, I love her. <laughs> and, 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 but this is, again, like, outside of all of the other mentions of Rain. Mm. Because that that is your drinking game for this episode. <laughs> Just listen to the album and drink every time she says the word Rain or she makes a Rain analogy or she, maybe even if she refers to water. And the last thing I do want to bring up is sort of like bittersweet. I was listening to The Best Day and I realized how that's about her mom. And she wrote that in, you know, again, at 18, she released in 2008. And then I think about Soon You'll Get Better in 2019, like 11 years later. And it's just, just thinking about that sort of broke me because like for listeners who maybe don't have context on that both so- both songs the best day and soon you'll get better are about her mom and her mom right now is battling cancer and soon you'll get better is a devastating song about trying to find faith being in hospital waiting rooms with her mom sort of unable to process what could happen if something does not happen if that makes sense yeah it's definitely a song worth listening to um but Sorry com- for sadness. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to get a little sadder. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> when when I listened to The Best Day back then, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people from my school actually listened to this podcast so and how many people actually knew what was going on at the time. No, but at that time, it's it's so uncanny because that's... I was going through something quite similar. Like, I, yeah. I, st- I, st- I remember... I, I literally remember one night my dad asked me to like pack my bag for school the next day and I just started weeping because I didn't want to go yeah. because I think that was the age when sort of friends get a little bit mean. People yeah. start to like shun you for random things. There's like cliques that form and stuff. And I remember... Teenagers are terrible. Yeah, teenagers are the worst. Um, yeah, who gives them so much power? <laughs> They're so confident. Um... But I remember that I'm song kind of... I'm now, anyway. Yeah, but that song resonated with me so much at the time because I was like, I, I know how she feels. Yeah. I know exactly how she feels. But like you distract yourself, right? Like you go out with, you go out with family, you spend time with friends that actually do give you their time and attention and, you know, they value your, your friendship. And when I, when I listen to it, even today, it kind of gives me that like, almost... M- I don't know if melancholy is the right word. I think melancholy is always the right word. Yeah, but it always makes you feel like, you know, 
what were you what kind of situation were you in then yeah. versus the situation you're in now but you you kind of do feel sad for like your your past self right you're allowed to do that so i told you this would get sadder <laughs> <laughs> yeah man this yeah cool cool this was fun so this is this is the thing about taylor swift okay and we and i have this conversation literally probably every month we've been avoiding talking about this album for the last few days and for everyone who doesn't i mean for context we're recording this on the 12th of april the, the album came out on the 9th yeah for the past 3 days we have just not spoken about it just so we could do this <laughs> just so we could do this because otherwise it's just like no 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 save it for the pod save it for the pod it's good content i mean okay this is going off on a bit of a tangent but st- i mean we're still talking to the swift but like all too well for example yeah so i i heard the song back in whatever 2012 and everything whenever it came out i think 2012 Yeah, yeah. Whenever it came out, I heard it once, twice. Great song. Heard it a few times. Back in twenty eighteen, I was on the bus, um, on my way to university, and I had like a forty five minute ride every like one way, and I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Like I'll listen to something, obviously, um, as you do, and I said, oh, let me listen. Like I was on shuffle again, and I was like, oh, all too well came out. I'm like, okay, let's listen to the song. It's like this is in October, so it's like fall vibes, and and I started listening and. I almost was I was like in tears by the time I got I actually got off the bus because I was like oh my god this brings back too many memories I was not prepared for this today why is this moment being like why does she hate me but it's so good it's so well written Okay okay wrong album wrong album wrong album way too Save late in the night Save the well anecdotes for when red comes out <laughs> way too late in the night to get into this But no I I can't speak highly of this album enough and the the thing that makes me most excited about fearless taylor's version aside from the astounding quality of like the actual songs because that vocal side doesn't doesn't exist here is that a whole new generation of people get to listen to fearless for the first time have you noticed this album or at least but rather this time taylor has not promoted it once yeah and i love it it's almost like a big gigantic and i've been thinking about the sentence all afternoon It's like a big gigantic middle finger to Scooter and Scott that you know I don't even have to do anything. Who names that child Scooter? Yeah, what kind of name is that? Like, it's a legal name. I think, no, I think his name might actually be Scott or or something like that, but that's not the point. Anyway, so Scott and Scott, I don't know, whatever. And it's but gross. it's like a gigantic middle finger to like Big Machine Records that you know what? Fine, you can sell it. You can sell it off to whoever you want. At the end of the day, if I put out the exact same music, your your little CDs with my originals <laughs> will mean jack shit. Nothing. No, no, I want to say the word jack shit. You know, but that is I a do problem. love. I do love the promo thing that she did with Olivia Rodrigo and Conan Gray because they're maybe the most famous Gen Z Swifties, and yeah. also. Now we're going to start seeing artists who did listen to Taylor Swift growing up, right? And who were yeah. whose main influence is Taylor Swift and she is that for for Conan Gray and, and Olivia Rodrigo and I'm a really big fan of both of them. I've actually like Conan Gray I followed for years. Mm-hmm. And like I am too old to watch High School Musical the musical the series have I seen it? Yes. But they're the most that they're two of the most famous Gen Z pop stars right now. Yeah. When if they say they like Taylor Swift, that is a whole army. of um of teenagers right now who yeah. who might actually see Taylor as like an elder person's artist 
um, because she is 31 now and like her main fan base I want to say is like let's say our generation and not and not, and not that generation yeah and they're going to be listening to Fearless for the first time and they get to relive those moments and they get to have those those moments that we had and that's what makes me so excited about this whole re-recording process yeah. someone discovers Fearless for the first time Speak Now for the first time 1989, 1989 for the first time. Red, Red, my favorite Taylor album ever for the first time. You know what? I'm secretly hoping Red comes out this year in the fall. It, If it's not a fall album, it's such a missed opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, okay. We're, go- we're, we're going way over the time limit that we had sort of decided for this episode. Um, just to give you a little context, you can expect a bonus episode once in a while. We will... It- sort of move away a little bit from conversations with our guests. You might get to know a little bit more about us. You might get to know a little bit more about random things you never thought you'd want to know about, but you now you do. Or random things that you don't want to know about, but you still do. now know them anyway. <laughs> well, sorry. But like, at the end of the day, you're clicking on this episode, so who's really at fault? I'm going to edit that out. No, don't! <laughs> okay, cool. I think we're good to go, and I think I am going to get off this call and going to go listen to Forever and Always. Oh, I'm I'm going to listen to... I mean, I, I hate giving Scott money, but I really want to listen to Enchanted now. Do one thing. Don't listen to it on Spotify. Listen to it on YouTube. We really hope you had as much fun listening to this episode as much as we did recording it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Tuesday Wine Club for behind-the-scenes content, episode previews, and a sneak peek into our guest list for this season. We'll see you again next Tuesday for a new episode. Until then, stream Fearless, Taylor's version, wherever you listen to music.